anybody can get something out of this. Say, I can get something out of this. So whether you're graduating high school or college or whether you're in seventh grade, plugging through, trying to make a name for yourself in middle school, you can get something out of this message. So let's go over to Proverbs 3 and verse 5. What happened to young Suck and young Pap? They get caught on the toilet? Probably did. I'm missing them because they're usually sitting right here. I'm not used to starting my message without them. Proverbs 3 and verse 5. Everybody there? Three people. All right. Everybody there? It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Now let's look at Ephesians. Everybody say Ephesians 2, 10. Ephesians 2, 10. Not going to be a long message tonight. Going to be a good message tonight though. Ephesians 2, 10. It says, for we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which, notice, God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Notice, we are his workmanship created in Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So, if you're taking notes, time of my message is prepared ahead of time. Prepared ahead of time. Everybody say prepared Ahead of time. Prepared ahead of time. Now, we're going to talk about some things about your future and about the plan of God for your life tonight and the importance of it. And like I said, this is not just for graduates. This is for any person who is young. So any youth and young adult can get something out of this message. Now, we know that this time of your life, you're going to make a lot of big decisions. And then the words of our good friend, the bishop. Everybody say the bishop. Most of you know who I'm talking about. The bishop. His favorite message was choices. And so you're going to be making a lot of decisions and a lot of choices coming real soon. As a young person, you're going to be making a lot of choices that will affect the rest of your life. A lot of decisions that are very important and you're going through a transition period. Now, not just the graduates, but all middle school, high school, college age are all transitioning out of being a young person into being an adult. And so we see that everybody's going through a transition period. And transition can be awkward. Can I get an amen? Transition could be awkward. Transition could be frustrating. Transition could be a time that you're afraid because you don't know what's going to happen in the future. And so that's why I want to talk about the plan of God for your lives tonight. Because transition can make you feel very uneasy, very unstable because things are changing in your life. Especially you people who are graduating, everything's about to change in your life. What you knew for the past four years or the past 12 years or however long you've been in school is about to change pretty soon. Some of you that are about to start a job, everything's about to change. Some of you who are going to the next grade, everything's about to change. It's transition, and you can feel uneasy and unstable. You can feel awkward.
because you don't know what's going to happen. So that's why we want to talk about this, because everybody goes through it. And I think it's comforting to know that everybody's going through the same exact stuff. You're not by yourself. You're not a unique situation that you're the only person who's ever transitioned and felt uneasy about your future. Everybody on the planet has felt that way. And even when you get a little bit older, sometimes you go through other transitions in your life, and you'll feel uneasy or awkward or unsettled. But you need to realize the whole time God has a plan for your life. And you're not in this thing by yourself. Not only do you have each other, but you have God who, who has a plan and wants to help you stay on the plan he has for your life. Stay on the right path that he has for you. So let's look at Ephesians 2 and verse 10 again. Ephesians 2 and verse 10. It says, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now, in the Amplified, it says this. Now, this is really good. You need to listen to this. It says that you are taking paths that he prepared ahead of time that we should walk in him. Notice, living the good life which he prearranged for us to live. So God prepared ahead of time that we should walk in these paths. Notice, living the good life that he has prearranged for us to live. Before you were ever born, God prearranged a path for your life. Before you ever got here, God made a path or a plan for your life. It wasn't an accident that you're on planet Earth right now. Even if your parents act like you're an accident or your, your relatives act like you're an accident, you weren't an accident to God because he knew you would be here at this time and this place for such a time as this. And he said, before you ever got here, he prepared, prearranged a path for you to walk in. And notice it's a good plan and it's a good life. And when God plans your life, it will be a good life. When you plan your life, I don't know. You're going to hit and you're going to miss some. But when you walk in the plan of God for your life, notice he said it's a good life. It's a good plan. It's a prosperous plan. It's a peaceful plan. It's a joy-filled plan. It's not a plan that's out to harm you or take away your fun or take away your life. It's to give you more life. And a lot of times, trust me, young people feel like they know better than God. Feel like they know better than their parents. Can I get amen? All right, a couple people. Want to be honest. When your brain has barely been functioning compared to God, 16 years, 20 years, even my own brain, 28 years, compared to God who has always been here, and we try to tell him what we should do with our life, where we should go to college, I'm preaching, where we should go to church, what we should do with our life, who we should get married to, what career we should be in, and we don't know because we're not God. And we're not that smart. And we don't know the plans that we should walk in. But God does because it says he already prearranged it and prepared ahead of time. There's no such thing as you showed up and God was like, oh, my gosh, I forgot about you. I was supposed to get a plan for your life together, but you're already here. No, God prearranged and made a plan ahead of time. It says that in the Old Testament, it said that when you were in your mother's womb, he already knew you and he already called you to whatever calling or career that you're going to be in the rest of your life. He knew that when you were born, what you would do with your life. And he prepared ahead of time. Everybody say prepared ahead of time. 
So he prepared this path that we should walk in them, living the good life that he prearranged for us to live. Notice, he prepared it, but we have to walk in it. We have a free will. God's not going to make us do anything we don't want to do. Even if it's hurting us, he's not going to make us do anything we don't want to do because he's given us all a free will. Because God didn't want robots. God wanted human beings who had their own choice that could love him back, that could choose him back. And so we have a free will. So God has a path or a plan, but we have to choose to walk in it. And that's your choice. We know that... um, When we're talking about this, a lot of you are asking the question, what's next in my life? What am I going to do with my life? You realize some of the most important decisions of your life are being made right now when you're a youth and a young adult. You're going to choose your career. You're going to choose what you're called to do. You're going to choose your church. You're going to choose right now, do I really believe this or am I going to just do whatever I want to do the rest of my life? Or, you know, do I believe in God or do I even believe in the Bible? You're going to choose who you're going to serve the rest of your life when you're young. You're going to choose who you're going to marry, usually, when you're young. You're going to choose who your friends are going to be, the closest people to you, when you're young. These are all big decisions for young people. That's why I said you don't need to make those decisions. You need to let God make those decisions. And you need to choose his path and his plan. Because if you try to make your own decisions, you're going to be on the wrong path every time. Even if that path feels right, you're going to be on the wrong path every time. Now, we know that God has a plan and a path, and the enemy has a plan and a path. And the enemy's path does not look like pitchforks, demon horns, destruction. It doesn't look like that. It looks like the best thing you've ever seen. It doesn't look bad. You wouldn't be attracted to it if it looked bad. It looks like everything you ever wanted. That's what the enemy's path looks like. And sometimes God's path compared to that path, just from the outside looking at it, it could look like it's more attractive. It's more tempting. Notice it feels better than this path. But that's why we have to follow God's plan for for our life. We have to follow his way. Because he knows better and he knows where this path is going to take you. You don't see the end result of this path. That's the enemy's path. And so we have to trust God. Like it says in Proverbs, we have to trust him that he knows better than we know. And not lean to our own understanding or our mind. Because God doesn't talk to your mind about your future. He doesn't talk to your mind about what you should do with your life. He talks to your spirit. And so if you're always trying to figure things out in your mind, you'll always take the wrong path. Because that's not where God talks to you at. That's where the enemy talks to you at. Are you here tonight? And so we see there's different paths. There's many ways. And in Proverbs it says there's a way that seems right, but the end is destruction. There's a way that seems right, notice, in your own mind, in your own thinking, in your own feelings, but the end is destruction. That's why you can't trust your own feelings. You can't trust your own natural knowledge. You have to trust what God is saying to you. 
Let's look over at Proverbs 3. You guys listening tonight? Proverbs 3. Proverbs 3, verse 5. We'll read it here. Proverbs 3, verse 5, it says, Trust, notice, in the Lord with all your heart. And notice, lean not to your own understanding. Why? Because your own understanding will not get you to where you need to be on the plan and path of God. Your own understanding is going to get you on the wrong place. And he says, so trust in the Lord with all your heart because it takes trust to admit that God is right and you are wrong. And I'm going to choose your path even if I don't feel like going on your path right now. And lean not to your own understanding. Notice, in all your ways, acknowledge him. And he shall, notice, direct your path. He shall direct your path because he's the only one who knows the directions to the right path that you have. I love it says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. That means before you make a decision, you need to acknowledge God, that he is God and you're not, for starters. And then secondly, you need to acknowledge him. That's not just, hey, I realize you're God. It goes beyond that. When you acknowledge God so he can direct your path, means that you're going to ask God about the decision you're about to make and see what he has to say before you make a rash decision. And so that's how we acknowledge God so he can direct our paths. We ask him, God, what do you want me to do, not what do I want to do so God can direct your path. And we need to lean not, notice, don't rely on your own understanding because you don't know everything. And trust me, the older you get, the more you realize that you don't know anything at all. When you're young, you think you know everything, which you don't. But like I said, the older you get and the wiser you get, the more you realize that you don't know anything at all. And the whole time you could have been asking God and making the right decisions, the right plans, the right paths, because you have to acknowledge him so he can direct you in the way you should go. Now, we're about to step on some toes. You ready? This is for everybody, but especially you graduates. Now, we're talking about the plan or the path for your life that God has. It's a good plan. It's a good path. And you're making all these crucial, vital, important decisions right now. And it doesn't just stop when you graduate high school. you got to make them in college, and then when you get out of college... This whole period of time when you're youth and young adult, you're making all these huge decisions. And the thing that I want to say tonight is this, that you need to be careful whose advice you take. To be careful whose voices are you listening to when making these big decisions. Now, I have no problem with a counselor talking to you because a lot of you have been to high school counselors, college counselors, and they will tell you what they think that you should do with your life based on what you're good at, your interests, your hobbies. But let me tell you something real boldly tonight. Your counselor is not the mind of God for your life. The counselor does not know the will of God for your life. 
They can give you natural advice about what you should do and who you should be. But a lot of times, trust me, young people, they're very influenced by people speaking into their lives. So let me say this tonight. I have nothing wrong with you talking to a counselor, but remember in the back of your head, they are not God, and they don't know the plans for your life. You can take their natural advice they're giving you and receive it, but always make sure you ask God about what they just said to you. And if it doesn't feel right, if you don't have peace about it, don't listen to what they said. Because God is the only person who knows the plan and the path for your life. Now, that was just the first one. we going somewhere. Here's another one. Your parents. Your parents are not the Holy Spirit. Your parents don't know the will of God for your life. Now, if they're a godly parent, they can help you. They can try to guide you. But ultimately, God's going to talk to you and not them. Let me go a step further. I'm not trying to disrespect your parents, but some of you in here who your parents are not godly, who are not involved in a local church, who don't read their Bibles, who don't listen to the voice of God, you don't have to listen to what they say about what you should do with their life. You don't have to disrespect them. You don't have to dishonorable. Now, don't say, I'm not listening to you. Don't say that. But just to be real honest in here, and I'm not trying to get you to disrespect or dishonor your parents, but realize if they're just natural people talking to you in the natural, you love them, you respect them as much as you can, but they are not God. And God's going to talk to you, especially if they're not spiritual people. They're not going to give you the right advice for your life. Got a little quiet on that one, I realized. Your friends are not God. They can give you advice. They can try to help you on the plan that you should go in, but they are not God. Your girlfriend or boyfriend are definitely not God. (laughs) I could go there. They are definitely not God. So it comes down to this. Ultimately, you take what everybody says to you because, trust me, At all your graduation parties, you're going to have every type of person talk to you and tell you what you should do with your life. People you haven't seen in five years, ten years, distant relatives, distant cousins, counselors, parents, boyfriends, girlfriends, friends, people you haven't seen in years will tell you, oh, you should do this with your life. Don't dishonor anybody, don't disrespect anybody, but keep in the back of your mind, no, i got to do what God tells me to do. And I appreciate what you're saying. You're trying to help. But ultimately, I'm going to listen to the voice of God because he is the only person who knows the right plan and knows the right path for my life. Nobody else. So how do we hear the voice of God? Well, there's a lot of ways, but I'm going to talk about this for a moment. The plan of God, if you're saved and you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you, the plan of God is already in you. God's plan for you is already on the inside of you. Now, you might not know it, you might not understand it yet, but it's inside you because the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. And you probably have heard this term before, you need to pray some things out. Now, why do you need to pray them out? Because God put them in by His Spirit. The plans and purposes of God are in you right now. Some of you already know what some of those things are. 
because God put them in you, but for those things to come to pass and you to be on the right plan or path, you have to pray out what God has put in. So this is not an automatic just because God has a calling on my life and a plan that you're going to walk in it. It won't happen unless you pray out what God has put in. You still here tonight? So we got to pray out the plan of God for our life or it won't come to pass. And more importantly, we won't even know what it is if we don't pray the things that God has put in us. So how do we do that? We, of course, we can pray in English. Praying in English is important, but praying in the Spirit helps you pray out the plan of God for your life. Now, this has been a Pentecostal charismatic church as long as this church has been established, and we still are. And we believe in praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues, because it's a gift from God. And it's a way to pray perfect prayers. And it's a way that the Holy Spirit prays through you and prays things out of you that you don't even know with your natural mind. Are you following me so far tonight? And so we got to pray out the plan of God for our life if we want to know what it is. And trust me, praying out the plan of God for your life is not just, hey, God, what do you want me to do? And then you wait 30 seconds. You're like, okay, you didn't say anything. Bye. I'm going to go do what I want to do. That's not praying out the plan of God. You're going to have to be patient about it. You're going to have to pray more than just 30 seconds. Hey, God, tell me what I need to do. Okay, you didn't talk. I'm going to do what I want to do. No, you're going to have to take some time to figure out what God has called you to do. you got to pray out what God has put in. The plan of God is on the inside of you. Pastor Nancy said it like this. She said it was like train tracks. It was like a path. That's your life. And she saw a vision when she was praying in the Spirit. And She said the more that she prayed in the Spirit, the more that the train tracks came in front of her. But when she stopped praying in the Spirit, the train tracks stopped. So her life was not going any further than that. Can I challenge you guys tonight? I think a lot of you in here, your train tracks are stopped right now. Not that you're on the wrong path, you're just not moving forward in the rest of the things that God has for you. Let me challenge you tonight, start praying in the Spirit. Start seeking God about His plan. Start seeking God about His path. So those train tracks will be laid and you can go into your future. Because when we stop praying, notice we stop moving forward in the plan that God has for us. So first got to pray out what God has put in. There is a plan of God in each of you right now. There is a path. There is a place that God wants you to be. There is specific instructions that God has for your life. And you can't find them in the Bible. They're unique to you. The college you should go to, or if you should even go to college, that's in there for you. Your career, your calling, where you should go to church, who you should get married to, what kind of friends you should surround yourself with, that's all on the inside of you. And if you seek God, he'll tell you who those people are. He'll tell you what that thing is. He'll give you answers. But notice you got to pray out what God has put in. That's the plan of God. Now, the second part of this is once you pray out the plan of God and you get instructions from him, you need to 
run those things by wise counsel. Now, I mentioned the things before because those aren't really wise counsel sometimes. But that doesn't mean you don't talk to anybody about what's going on in your life or what you think that you should do. It just means that you need to talk to the right people about it and not just anybody. So you need to talk to wise counsel about what you think you heard from God. And so wise counsel would be this. In Proverbs it says, in a multitude of counselors there is safety. In a multitude of counselors, there is safety. So that means if you feel like you heard you need to go to this place to college, you need to run that by some wise counsel before you jump and make that decision. If you feel like, well, I need to move here and start a career here, you need to run that by wise counsel. If you feel like God is telling you to marry this certain person, you need to run it by wise counsel before you make big decisions. And more importantly, when God speaks to you, if it doesn't line up with the Bible, you know it's not wise counsel to begin with. (laughs) So who's some wise counsel in your life? Your pastors? Your parents? If, keyword if, they are spiritual people who are plugged into a local church who love God and are listening to God, that would be wise counsel. Now, if they're not, God bless them, we love them, but you don't have to listen to their counsel. You can honor them and not be disrespectful about it, but you don't have to listen to the counsel. Friends, notice the right friends that you know hear from God and are not trying to get you into trouble and not trying to take you on the wrong path, but wise friends who, who love God just as much as you do or more, that's wise counsel. And it says, in a multitude of counselors, there is safety. You want to be safe about the decisions you're about to make because these are not little decisions. These are big decisions that could take your life in a completely different direction. Now, not that God couldn't restore things and get you back on the right path, but your life could go in a completely different direction for years and years and years, and some people never make it back to the plan of God because of decisions they made When they were young, because they weren't listening to the plan of God. I know you're listening tonight. I know it's sober, but you need somebody to talk to you like this. We got a lot of graduates in here. We got a lot of people making big decisions, and you need to know these things. Like I said, it doesn't stop right here when you're young. I'm 28 years old, and I need to know the plan of God for my life more than I've ever needed to know right now. (laughs) And I've already made some big decisions in my life but I know that there's big decisions in the future. So this is not just, you need to do this when you're young and forget about it. No, I need it right now. I need to pray out some things that I need to do in my future. And once I get those answers, what do I need to do? I need to take it to the Bible. I need to take it to wise counsel. I need to take it to people who know more than I do and know God better than I do and say, do you think this is right? Does this even sound right? Should I do this? And then listen to people who are wise. Proverbs 18, verse 1. Let's look there. Proverbs 18, verse 1. Proverbs 18, verse 1 says, A man or a woman who isolates themselves seeks his own desire and rages against all wise judgment. 
Notice a man or a woman who isolates himself, seeks his own desire, enrages against all wise judgment. I want to say about this period of time in your life, this transition period, don't drift from the places that are safe. The tendency is when you're in this awkward phase, which you are right now, in this transition period, that you're going to want to isolate yourself and not be around people sometimes. You're going to want to be a loner because you're going to be over there in the corner trying to figure out your life. Just leave me alone, guys. I want to be by myself. I'm contemplating my life. But notice you don't get answers just trying to figure it out in your mind. And I know this, the tendency is going to be, you're going to want to isolate yourself. You're going to want to be a loner. You're going to try to be by yourself, but you don't need to drift from the safe place. You don't need to drift from your church family. You don't need to drift from being in God's house. You don't need to drift from being a part of what you're a part of. You don't need to start being a loner or start being alone just because you got these big decisions ahead of you. You need to stay where it's safe. Because that's the plan of the enemy. This is a weird time in your life. It's awkward. You're going to want to be by yourself. You, you want to start telling your friends, well, I just need to stay home tonight. I need to think about things. You know, I just, I just want to just be alone for a little bit. And if you keep saying that week after week after week, people will start leaving you alone. And then the enemy has you where he wants you, by yourself. And I know if that's legitimate, if you're really praying and you're spending time with God, that's one thing. But a lot of times it's not. The enemy's trying to isolate yourself, isolate you because he knows that you're in a, a tender time in your life. You're in an awkward time. And so he's going to try to take advantage of that. So let me challenge all of you, high school, college, middle schoolers, don't drift or pull yourself away from the safe place. The safe place is the house of God. The safe place is your church friends in here. The safe place is being a part of what God is doing. The safe place is at summer camp. Come on. The safe place is at the yard sale. The safe place is at Bible Venture Week. Not pulling yourself away because you're going through this transition period, but being a part of what God is doing. Now let's look back at Proverbs 3. One one more verse and we'll be done here. Proverbs 3. Proverbs 3, verse 5, and I challenge you, especially you graduates, these two verses, I would challenge you to study these verses, meditate on these verses, think about these verses in the next few months ahead. And it says, trust in the Lord, notice, with all your heart, with all your heart, not not half-hearted, not 75%, but give God all your heart, and notice, lean not to your own understanding, In all your ways, acknowledge him. And notice what he's going to do. He's going to direct your path. And I believe that with all my heart. He's going to direct your path. He's going to start speaking to you. You need to be open to listen. You need to be open to hear what he has to say. I'm going to pray for you guys right now before we...